Hi, it's Jazz, and welcome to another episode of Unfocused. Uh, so today we are going to explore Billy, but I don't want to give Billy away right now. So I think I'm just going to talk about him after I read the story. And then just a little warning, these episodes are going to get longer. I think I'm starting to really feel my flow and I just want to converse with you all about, you know, me, what's on my mind, sometimes about writing, sometimes not about writing, whatever I want because one, this podcast is called Unfocused and two, because it's a fucking podcast and I can't. <laughs> but anyways, speaking of podcast, okay, so last week Speaking of the podcast, you know how I said that I wanted to go on Love is Blind season three? Okay, guess what? Your girl missed the fucking auditions, okay? Season three has already happened. Uh, I know because I went on this date with this guy who said that he works on the music of shows. And I know, like, legally I'm not giving it away because I Googled it. And not Googled that he works on, like, the music on the show, but Googled if there's an actual season three. I was like... I need to make sure I'm not doing like a spoiler spoiler alert. I also wanted to Google it because I'm a little bit skeptical. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just feel like what is the chances of someone that's like, I'm working on the music of season three of Love is Blind and <sighs> it's such a popular show. So I, I just needed to uh google if it was happening i mean just because it's happening doesn't mean he's like listening like doing the music but you know that's a whole different conversation and i'm not even going going there but anyways (laughs) let me get back on track so i googled it and i'm saying because i'm skeptical i don't think i would do very good on the show like i'm still willing to give it a shot maybe i need to just be like get it together now and get the application for season four but i have attachment style issues okay so i think i would need to get that fixed first maybe this was a blessing in disguise so i was talking to another person And he was like, hey, you want to take a personality test? (laughs) And I was like, sure. So I took this attachment style personality test. And I don't know if any of you all have taken it, but essentially it gives you four attachment styles. It's just like how you would make relationships and maintain relationships. And this could be intimate and this can be with your friends. And so there's the secure Obviously, everyone's always striving to be in the secure one. It's the healthiest one. And then there's avoidant, dismissive, and anxious. And so I got pretty good scores. (laughs) So I got like over 50-something in the secure. But then the other like percentage got split into my avoidant and my dismissive. So it was like 13 and 13-something. I like I I don't remember all of the numbers. I know it was over 50% in my secure and then it was like 13% something point something in the other ones. And I say all that because first I just want to say the secure one I for sure already knew. I was like, "Oh, this has to do with my friendship. Like I'm very secure in my relationships with my friends. I don't ever doubt 
that we are never friends. So unless something wild happens. Anyways, so I know that when it comes to my intimate relationship, ugh, I have an avoidant and dismissive personality, guys. Uh, and I feel like I'm trying to work this out in therapy, but like, I don't know. I still have it because, <laughs> okay, so what this means, well, I'm not going to really go into what it means. I'm not going to put myself on blast, but um, I just like when when people get too close, I'm like, oh no, don't do it. And so that's where I'm at with with that. So I feel like I probably wouldn't be good on Love is Blind. And maybe I need to destroy this evidence before I go on there. But I would, if I can like fix it in therapy, I think I can go on there and be a really great candidate. Like, I feel like I'm fun. So it would only benefit the show to have me on it, right? Maybe not. But it would definitely benefit me. So... I guess I'm saying all of that to say, if you have not taken your attachment style test, you should do it because, okay, so you take this attachment style test and then after that you get your results and you can like YouTube, there's this like, ah, I forget, things called like personal development on YouTube and it breaks down your attachment style. Now, low key, it's a cult. Like, it's a cult because, you know what, I'm probably going to list nothing that has anything to do with cult personalities, but, like, I feel like it's a cult because I feel like I'm in that Lauryn Hill song, like, um, strumming my pains with his fingers. Uh, I, I forget the actual title, but this person is literally singing my whole life, like, and they have never met me, which is a type of psychology I would love to get into, like, free will, are we just genetically born to do certain things and there's out of our control I don't know right but all I know is I took this personality test it told me what my um attachment style is and everything she said about how we interact with like intimate partners has been correct so I just even if you're secure I would really challenge you to see what your attachment style is you don't have to tell me but you should definitely take it you know what I'm saying be a part of this cult I never thought I would be, like, in a lower level part of a cult. Like, I feel like, I mean, if I was going to be in a cult, I definitely wanted to be in, like, the top tier of it. Or or to run one on my own. I think that I would be, I would be a cult leader. I don't know if I could say I would be an excellent cult leader, but <laughs> I would run an ethical cult. I think that's where cults mess up. It'd be like they be on and popping. They be having all their people together. And then they just go fucking wild. They're just like, you know what? This is not enough. It's not enough that I have people's money and love and attention. No, they start doing weird ass sex rings. It's drugging people. I just don't understand. I'm just like, once you have the people, once you have the money, you just chill. See, I think my, my cult would be like a toxic chill cult because it would be like, we're a cult, but like, we're just chilling. Like, <laughs> we're just not doing anything, you know, but we're also trying to get to like the next level of existence without dying. Like, I'm not, not doing that. I mean, you know, maybe you don't. So... <laughs>
I'm just saying, if I ran a cult, it would be pretty fun. It would be a really fun cult. And everyone would be safe. Because I'm not trying to do no wild things. But I don't know where I was going with that. But for some odd reason, okay, with cults though, I think the weirdest cult of them all are flat earthers. They have to be the strangest. They like, okay, I get conspiracy theories in the sense of, you don't have to believe it, but I can understand the logic. Like I understand the logic behind not landing on the moon, why people would think that. I understand the logic of um, like the 9-11, like maybe the government did it, maybe the government didn't do it. Like I understand that. Like I don't really understand flat earthers it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me i know it's not supposed to make sense because it doesn't make sense but i I like at some point there's usually some line of reasoning where i'm like oh i got why they why they got that like i feel like a lot of the times it's tied up in we didn't land on the moon but i'm like you can separate that that's like that was a long time ago so like sure whatever let's say we didn't land on the moon all that shit was fake we've like literally sent rockets up into space recently we have like satellites in there that takes photos do they where do they think service comes from i'm just i think i'm just confused as to why they're confused you know like what resources are we keeping from them to why are they so confused Uh, i just want to help them because i don't understand i don't understand um but i guess it's not meant for me to understand because i don't think they understand and I blame that on our educational system, and that's me being political. So take that as you will. Anyways, I've rambled on long enough. So you know the drill. As always, this has some explicit content, so keep this away from anyone you do not want to hear. (laughs) You do not want... Whoa, I'm like tongue-tied. Keep this away from... Anyone that cannot hear cuss words, we're just going to keep it simple. All right, folks. And we are getting ready to listen to We're Civilians and Time is an Illusion Being Watched. Support group? No, this is a support group for those traumatized by both superheroes and villains. Description of the setting. The setting takes place where the setting takes place. I think I'm going to go with Gotham today. There are seven people sitting in a support group looking for support. Support is what we all want anyways. The furniture is worn and smells like mold. Person, the facilitator of the group, finally fixed the cracking paint, which is dope. Due to the unkempt state of the building, Person was able to get the space at a reasonable price. However, the expense came out of Person's personal budget. Which, thinking about it, is not okay. Where is the funding? I'm asking for a friend. Person is a little overzealous about hope. Maybe too optimistic? Person has exquisite taste in music. There are seven people in the group, a mix of men and women ranging in age. Each week, we will explore one of the seven characters. Each member of the group appears the same, but they are vastly different. Billy. Words would not be fair to describe this man, but I'm going to try anyways. He's white, for casting purposes. 
Yo, 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 what it do, baby boo? My slave name is Billy, but you can call me Kawam. All my life, I felt African-American. As someone who is now identifying as African-American, I just have to say I feel right at home with all you wonderful colored for people. I am too from the barrios of Gotham, and we shall overcome. Yes, Billy was from Gotham. However, Billy was the nephew and neighbor of Bruce Wayne. My nick, I mean, my friend Jay Kwan invited me to the lift every citizen and safety up in the dark times support group. But my main ain't here on earth any longer. The Joker got him. A moment of silence for my friend Jay Kwan. So, man, it was a thoughty Thursday and I was doing a little crack, you know, for the nerves. I was all the way up when I got a phone call that the building my dad owns had been vandalized. So I go downtown. I get there and I'm high as fuck. Then I'm like, damn, my dad's going to be pissed when he sees the damages. My dad was on a flight back from Paris, so he couldn't come down. There was broken glass everywhere, man. The art collection had been stolen, and all the copies of my mixtape Vanilla Lice had been destroyed. So check it. I was slinging my new hip-hop album at my dad's museum because I hustle for my art. I'm a hustler. And, and, and also because I've been banned from using all of the major platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, due to a little misunderstanding. Billy tried to sell speed through the sites. How was I supposed to know you couldn't sell drugs through the sites? All I could think was, damn, I have to start from scratch, like old school scratch, like CDs scratch. Yeah, I had my assistant call at least two places so I could get this mixtape made again. Why wouldn't Billy just call the original? Never mind. So I asked them pig naïves what happened and those great Samaritans were like that man came through here. Billy has been working on his code switching and I was like fuck that man, fuck that. Everyone looks at Billy with fear in their eyes. I mean, fuck that man. He doesn't know my struggle. He doesn't know how hard I had to grind to make that album. By the way, if any of you all are interested after the meeting, I have a few copies in my trunk outside. The mixtape is, you know, really about my journey, man. You know, how I had to overcome feeling African America in America, but most importantly, in my heart. But anyways, I don't want to get off track because that's whack and I only do crack. Sometimes you heard, yeah, yeah. That's a little sample for y'all if you want to listen to my mixtape after. It's really discouraging, though, when you're out here trying to do your this naïs for this bat naïs to come and destroy your life work. The police officer said they would pay for the damages. I just had to submit a claim. But that wasn't enough for me. I demanded justice. As a transracial African-American citizen, I demand reparations. Hashtag civilian lives matter. Hashtag it's the support for me, only me. No longer would I have to suffer under the weight of oppression from the mountaintop. I would overcome the judicial system. Enact it with no enactments. I know why the caged bird sings. If I ruled the world, 
it'd be a mess but it'd be ruled if i mix the tape and that tape gets destroyed in destruction can it ever be played no so what can money buy me everything money can literally buy you everything anyways i'm traumatized man damn i'm like afraid but like if y'all could really listen to my mixtape after this and tell me what you think that'd be dope i'm really trying to get on the season of hustle and flow season two Thank you for listening to We're Civilians and Time is an Illusion Being Watched Support Group, Episode 5. As I said earlier, I wanted to talk about Billy. So, I love this character. I loved writing Billy so fucking much because I I saw Billy instantly. I dated a, a Billy. Now, this is obviously a caricature of, I mean, I, I shouldn't say obviously you don't know my life, but this is a caricature of the person that I dated. This person definitely did not tell me that they were transracial and felt black inside. I wish, I really wish someone would. Now, I don't really wish someone would. That would be a very uncomfortable conversation to have with someone, but I just would love for the universe to test me like that. But like, I also could avoid it if the universe would also to, I, you know, like they can keep that but I would not be able to handle it. However, I don't know. I did have a boyfriend that rapped for me and I kind of felt like that's how I knew it was the end when he sat me down and was like, I want you to listen to this. And it wasn't even like a rap about love. (laughs) I, I really don't even remember what was happening, but I remember being in shock. So that I, I look I'm clearly still having some type of PTSD from it because I can't even get the words out but that brings me to my question you know if your partner is not good at something do you tell them uh or do you not tell them I feel like I can tell someone in a very neutral way like I might say something along the lines of you know if you keep working at it you know who knows because and I think that's a valid neutral response even though I did have an ex that told me that that was not a valid neutral response and I will tell you something so it came out of this he was like oh he was like trying to tell me jokes or something like that I think he was telling me jokes he wanted me to laugh and he was like oh do you think that I could be a comedian and I had said something like if you keep working on it who knows because who does you're not good at it right now but like I don't fucking know the future who knows what can happen if you work on a craft and so then he got upset he was like this is just a a way to tell me that I'm not funny which is like I mean no you're not like stand-up funny which is I don't understand how people think stand-up works do they not think that people like sit down write their bits work on their things for hours or you know or do they think people just like walk up in there and just start riffing about their life I think people are very confused as to what a stand-up comedian does they have acts and they work on those acts and uh so no I'm not gonna sit here and just be like oh my god yeah you could be a fucking stand-up comedian to tomorrow no you need to sit down and work and write some jokes down and then I don't know go out practice and then maybe like maybe at some point you can be a stand-up comedian I think that's real but 
Anyways, I say all that to say that I feel like I find a very neutral way to tell someone how I feel about their work. I I mean, like, I feel like I've gotten very neutral ways of how people have felt about, like, stuff of mine. I think that's a very healthy thing to do. It's not like, I mean, I can also accept, I mean, if nothing that forensic speech and debate has taught me is how to take criticism. I definitely like some constructive criticism. Like if something is going to help me get better, I am definitely not someone who's like, oh, I just hope that I get all compliments on my work. Uh, Cause that doesn't help anybody. And then lastly, when it comes to Billy, I have known people, I have gone on dates with people who have put on some type of black scent. And that shit really intrigues me when a non-black person performs blackness in front of a black person. And then when we're like, no, don't do that, is upset and confused. You know what? I honestly, sometimes I'm so curious. I let that shit go on a little bit too long. Because uh, I be wondering, like, how far is this motherfucker going to take it? And you know what? They always take it too far. But if you nip it in the butt, like, you just, because I've been there too, where I'm like, no, nah, can you stop, like, chill or whatever? You are always met with the same excuse. No, 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 this is where I'm from. I grew up in the hood. I grew up around these people. I've always talked like that. For all my black folks out there who people have performed blackness in front of me, tell me that that is not the excuse you get. I mean, I'm sure that's, like, for all people of color, but I'm just saying that it just gets annoying at a point. I feel like maybe I need a, another line after that. But yeah. I feel like those are the two driving forces that really made up Billy. Was the whole black scent and the whole... I mean, essentially, wanting to be black. Who doesn't know anyone who's <laughs> wanting to be a different culture like I've definitely been on like people who are trying to be black people who try to be Latinx so I mean people would intrigued by Asian culture like so I have I have seen it all anyways episode six will be dropping next Friday per usual so keep a lookout for that if this is something you're vibing with please like and share and share this with your friends and your families Liking it also helps you stay updated and getting those notifications of when the next episode drops. But other than that, peace and love and see you on the next one.